Lakeisha, she was talking about um like she moved to LA for a minute and she knows how in LA man people they always sell themselves they always like big up their greatness or whatever's yeah. good about them and shit mm -hmm. and you come here and we kind of be kind of more chill with it you know what I mean and I and he, she was like man she wanted to come here with that vibe of no you know what I mean like celebrate yourself celebrate you know what's good about you etc etc and then my dude Nicole Banks you know Nicole he's an actor too no he was on Queen Sugar. He he uh Ralph Angel uh uh CEO. He said Nicoy? Nicoy, yeah, Nicoy Banks. Nick. I, I know people faces. Well, yeah, man, so uh, he was he was chiming in too, and I brought up how like at a point I found myself I downplay my shit. Like, you know what I mean? I don't I don't like and there was a point in time specifically, like I wouldn't like say certain shit. I'll downplay certain shit because I wouldn't want some of my fellow niggas as actors and shit to feel no kind of way. Uh -huh. Because you know, it's like, you know, it, this this game mental as fuck. So it got to a point where I was like, I could you could just feel, I could feel like sometimes I'm like, this happened and you could see that, damn, this is affecting you negatively, or I can feel you're uncomfortable by my success. So I just would hide it. And he was like, man, fuck that, yo. <laughs> like he's like, do at the end of the day. You got to be the, the truest you, you feel me? If they can't handle it, then they can't be around because if, because if you put blocks on yourself in your normal life like that, what you think you're going to bring to your acting? You know what I mean? You created, because mm. in your acting, you got to be free. You got to be free. And now you're creating walls that weren't even there before. You you know what I mean? And now when you move into certain roles, you're going to be moving with those walls. He was like, dog, don't, mm. don't, don't shrink yourself like that. He said, don't shrink yourself like that. And that just like hit me nicely. I was like, yeah. yeah. What's going on, man? <laughs> you get chased? No. <laughs> oh, it's hot. hot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is not my dope tripping. Come on. <laughs> it's so hot. Hello, my love. How are you? I haven't seen you in forever. Oh, mm. I do. <laughs> I'm working. Where are you living? What's your life? Talk to me. <laughs> well, right, right now, I, I work at an airline, and I also work at a university. I'm slowly trans, trans, um, transitioning out of the airline. Which university? <laughs> Doing what? Eh, office work. But for much more than I'm getting at the, at the, um, yeah. <laughs> Baby, let me upgrade okay. you. Thank okay. you. 
I mean, it, it doesn't help if you're sitting up here and working at, you have a lot of hair. <laughs> it's in garage. <laughs> like, like I said, you you gonna have to give me your secret because uh, as as you can see, my name braids. <laughs> I braid it all day and I let it all lady. Yeah, you see, I would get the braids. <laughs> <laughs> what braids? What? What? I can't get no braids. <laughs> I don't get what? What am I gonna braid? Scalp. Get scalp. All that scalp, you heard me. Yeah, I already look like I got braids on my the the bald look don't work for me. Only because I got like ridges. I feel like it would work for you. You just got to go all the way, bald. Yeah. You got to just shave shit. You, you got to go straight milk done. will accept. Yep. Right now you look like you don't know what you want. Mm-hmm. It's like you was just bald, but you grew it back. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I don't know if I feel like shaving it today. And then yeah. the days went on and on. Yeah. This 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 role that I had called back for, I may just do that because the 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 role is like. The best way I can explain it is Lex Luthor meets Billy Porter. You get to be on some bad guy shit? Yes. Oh, oh, oh. Crossing the fingers for this. This oh. is a weird ass play. Okay. Real weird. Yeah, I do. The, the terms, the, first of all, it's called Harry and the Thief. So, haven't heard anything. Uh, shout out to Kyrie. Um, because <laughs> he's the one directing that over at Nova Project, so. They letting him, oh. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. Yeah. Kind of getting a director shot. Get it but, in. But all I know is Matt's, it's the, the, the character description says Matt Scientist, then after that, Big Black Queen. So you, I was like, God damn it, I'm doing this. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> what I got to do, I'm getting this role. I don't care. And So you get to be an evil Big Black Queen. Yeah, huh? It's like Titus Burgess if he was a Marvel villain. Yes! <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I want that with everything in my soul and at least one of my kidneys. Mm. Well, kidneys are on the table. <laughs> Let's ride with it. Let's ride with it. You already know we already recording. You already know. Of course goes. we are. So, welcome to Acting Wild Black. You know what I mean? This that actor guy, Martin Bats Bradford. You can find me on... You can Google a nigga, Brad. Martin Bats Bradford, you feel me? Find me on all your social media platforms at Mr. Bats. Spell it Mr. Out, but you ain't gonna find me. Or again, you could just Google me and then everything else come up. That's just a fascinating thing. I Googled our guests earlier and pictures came up and shit. We <laughs> oh can God. Google people now. You know what I mean? That's... And it's not even, you don't have to be like uber duber famous for it. You can nope. just like, Google a nigga. Ah, <laughs> there I am, nigga. <laughs> but you got to put the bats. Because if you don't put the bats, I kind of come up. Yeah. And these other white men come up. These middle-aged weirdos and shit. So you got to put Martin Bass How breath. do you know that they're middle-aged weirdos? They show their pictures too. Uh. And it's all, it's like some of the other Martin Bradfords of the world are like, Old white men. I don't know what it is. They're all, they're all old white men. They're like right. 40, 50 year old white men. Yeah. I'm like I, the only one of me like me. Yeah, I I've learned that I have to specify the way my name is only because there is another Lawrence Weber in SAG and in Equity. As an so, actor there with your name already. Yes. So I have to <laughs> specify my name is Lawrence J. Weber Jr. You got for both the J's in there, Yeah. Listen, Double J. Speaking of which, hi folks. <laughs> I am Lawrence J. Weber Jr. You're a black actorpedia. Black actorpedia! It's a thing that happens every time. I don't know why my phone's ringing, but they will call back. It's probably Sally Mae. Um, <laughs> She'll be all right. You can, she, she will be all right. 
You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. I am Soulboy30. Check me out on Snapchat. That is Lweber584 if you still have it. And then check me out on arrogantobserversrants.blogspot.com where the cat is reading A Raisin in the Sun by Lorraine Hansberry. Oh, okay. I live the answer! The, the, cat, the cat goes for the classics. Cool. Go raising See? the sun. Mm-hmm. No oh, nobody. It was Sally Mae. Exactly. You called it. You called it. I feel like it's my turn to introduce myself. May I do that, guys? Hey, yeah. Well, if you want to. Okay. Hi, guys. My name is Trina. You can find me obviously on Google as Bad Set, or you can get me on Instagram. My Instagram is at Trina Lafargue. T R I N A L A F A R G U E. There you go. <laughs> See. I was going to like intro, intro her in, but when the <laughs> motherfucker just bounce out like there that, you, go. you got to let her ride the way. I'm sitting in the middle of you guys like, where's was, my turn? Hey, I was going to talk. Come on, talk. Right. No, running Miss Trina Lafarge. How often do people fuck up your name? All the time. I'm Lafag, Lafarge. They make it all fancy. Surprise. What I can't take is them calling me Katrina. As long as you don't call me Katrina, we good. Don't worry about the last name. We're good. Why is he adding letters? Because people usually go by Trina when they name Katrina. But Which is man, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say just jump to the assumption that I'm just a cut. Yeah, I ain't I, never seen a cut ever written nowhere near your shit. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Which is which is funny because I spelled out. This happens to me like all the time. I'll sit here and say this person's name then when they show up oh you're that person i didn't know you by your real name mm-hmm. so like i said essence weekend so i pull a i pull a fendi bag off the um off the plane and i was like who does this belong to who does this belong to katrina taylor well i guess katrina taylor it's like wait a second uh-oh katrina taylor drop the beat fendi bag mm. <laughs> Let me Google for a second. I got Trina's It's bag. the baddest bitch that you found, no. huh? I got... Could somebody give Trina bag back, please? Give her back up, Fendi. Please. please. It's a, it was a nice bag, damn it. <laughs> well, I mean... She, she's the baddest Like you said, this is Essence Weekend, so you're going to have all kinds of people Everybody. Everybody has already started. So, it's already started. And we already started. You know, Miss, Miss Trina LaFarge already said her people, but before, her piece, but before we get into what's going on... We're back, acting while black. Welcome to the show. This is the show where we have conversations with actors in the game, yes. filmmakers in the game, writers in the game, comedians in the game, and we get their experiences and we just, you know, talk some talk, talk some crap talking. Because like I always say, this is take six. Ah, This is take six. Feel me? And like, yeah, because I often say people always asking me, how do I get in the game? And the only, the best way I feel like I could tell you is by talking to people I know and letting them tell you their experience and you can learn off that stuff. But before we get into that, uh, yo, yo, Black Actopedia, you got you guys a Black Actor shout out this week. Black Actor History Moment. I got a number for y'all today. Okay, what's that? <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a cue in between that. You don't you, fix it in the post. Anyway. <laughs> Shout out to a wonderful little television, very short-lived television show by the name of City of Angels. City of Angels, to date, is the only medical drama that features a predominantly black cast. Mm. 
It came out in on CBS in 1999 and was on for two seasons until 2000 when it was canceled. Y'all, this show was black as fuck. Mm. <laughs> so much so that Brian McKnight did the theme song in the second season. What? Wow. <laughs> Brian McKnight did the theme Brian song. Brian McKnight did the theme song Tiger in the second line. season. Did, did, you can actually pull it up. Um, yeah. What's the name of it? You said it's what? What we looking up? It's, <laughs> the, the, it's not even on YouTube. It's not what? on YouTube? Mm-mm. Not even a theme song. One episode. It's under Angels of Mercy. Angels. And like I said, that's... That one. Are we gonna get the theme song from this? Not, not the theme song that Brian McKnight did. Oh, oh man, that's what we want. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> anyway, this show featured so many black people and was the first shows for so many black people. First off, it starred. Uh, ooh, here it is. I'll just. <laughs> That's fine, so it's just hilarious to me that this does not sound like a song for a TV show. It's, it's <laughs> I'm sorry. The lead keep in mind, keep in mind the leads of this show were Vivica Fox, Damn. Blair Underwood. Damn. And was the starting point, was the first on-screen roles for <sighs> Hill Harper, okay. Viola Davis, Damn. <laughs> Maya Rudolph. Yeah. Okay, looking at this tonight. <laughs> Uh, Harold Sylvester was also on the show. Gabrielle Union was on the show too. She yes. showed up in the second season. Uh, this show, what Harold Sylvester, who is of course a New, uh, New Orleans actor from way back. Uh, ooh, God, who else? Uh, T.E. Russell. Ooh, there's there's a lot of black. There was a Aldous Hodge. Okay. When he was like sixty young, years man. old. That's young Aldous Hodge. Octavia right? Spencer was also in the Jesus show. Jesus Christ. There and what's driving me crazy? I have googled the show for years. That one episode that shows up is the only episode I can find. Period. Period. Uh-huh. This show lasted for two seasons. It was the blackest. Meta, it, it, to date, it's the only black. The only thing that comes close is Grey's Anatomy. Wow, that's amazing. That's the only thing that comes close. Black Actopedia, ladies and gentlemen. It is a really good show. And for people, if it's your first time listening, the reason we call him the Black Actopedia is for shit like that, as well as this man can name damn near every black actor. What's the ones you be saying? What's from who to who? From Ira Aldridge to Sashir Zameta. Whoever the fuck they are. <laughs> right on the like, oh. He knows them. I, well, yeah. He knows them all. Ira Aldridge is like the one of the most, like I said, one of the first, like most popular black actors. And so Shia Samita was like the fourth black actress on on Saturday Night Live. And he just says like, yeah, you know, sky's blue, ducks quack. Yeah, Shia Samita. Yeah, Saturday Night Live, bitch. <laughs> so let's get to the show, guys. That's <laughs> how black is at the moment. You dig? Uh, today we have in this mug. She already let herself be known. <laughs> Trina LaFarge. Yeah. Trina LaFarge. Been in the game for how long, ma? Uh, 11 years. To say she's so Ooh. young. That, and that's, that gotta be some shit. Like, 
I mean, let's just jump right in. Said, how did you get in the game, man? Because you said, okay, when? How did you start counting it? How do you well, start counting? Well, I started counting it when I started actually pursuing acting, not film acting, but just acting in general. So period. Yeah. All right. So I started like a lot of people. I started in high school theater. Gotcha. gotcha. It's like where do I fit in? I don't fit in with like. You know, the jocks. I don't fit in with the girls who are all worried about their hair and their nails and what club they're going to that night. I don't fit in with, like, the nerds either. So one day during lunch, I was literally sitting different places with different groups. And I was like, okay, this isn't working. I started getting really down on myself. So I had a lot of social anxiety growing up. But then I, like, I went to this whole theater group meeting that was happening at lunchtime the next day. Fit in with everybody. Felt comfortable as myself. Even started joking around with people. I was like, okay. I can kind of dig this, you know? And then I auditioned for the first play, got in my first theater class, you know, and just went for it. <laughs> and then eventually I got like a lead in the play and that gave me some confidence. So I was like, okay, I can do this. I really want to do this. I want to see myself on TV. Nah, that's never going to happen. You're short. No one, no one really like, you don't have a whole lot of friends. Not that no one liked me. I was just kind of really quiet. So... I decided to do this rap during a school mass. So for those, <laughs> for those of you who don't know what a mass is, it's um, it's basically church. Some Catholic school shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I remember mass. Okay. And I got up there and I rapped because I was asked to by my theology professor. Oh, so he just set you up all the way. She was oh, like, she. okay, I want you guys to write something, maybe a poem or a letter to God, you know? Okay. You know, or I want you to make, you know, maybe draw a picture of what you're feeling and what you want to say to him. And I was like, oh, this shit is dumb. You know what I mean? Like, this is mad corny. I'm not for it. I'm a high school junior. Like, I'm not doing this. So... Everybody had theirs done, and I was like, shit, okay. So I just started writing, and I was like, I'm going to write a poem. And I was like, I'm so bored with this. This shit, this shit kind of rhyme. Oh. Hold up. Oh, oh, oh. I was like, yeah. And I was like, holy shit. I was like, I could call Jesus Christ JC to make this rhyme, right? And then from there, it was just on and popping. So <laughs> after I turned in the assignment, she was like, I want you to perform this next Thursday at, you know, the mass assembly. And I was like, ah, ah, think about it. Yo. And I did it. And that's when I really got like, I don't know, like the true genuine confidence to be like, okay, people, people like me. People don't know me, but they know me in a good light. You know what I mean? Yeah. When they speak of me, it's positive. They're like, okay, she's brave or whatever. She's cool. But no one really knew me. I was just such an introvert. And then there's something about, um, you ever seen that show, Barry? Yes. All right, man. Remember the first episode? Um, you, you, you heard of it? I have. I, I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. I just won a couple of Emmys, if I'm not mistaken. Well, <laughs> I, I'm only got, I, I just started, so I'm late, on, I'm late to the party. I'm only halfway through the first season. But on the first episode, there's this moment where he's, um, and for people that don't know, Barry's a show about this hitman that decides he wants to be an actor if he gets inspired in his theater class when he's trying to murder one of the people that's in the <laughs> theater class. So he gets ragged, he gets dragged on stage at a point to um, read opposite the motherfucker that he had, that he had to kill, honestly. And <laughs> he gets applause for the first time. And the, he's this cat, because he's like, why, he's tired of being a hitman. He's just at a point in life where you could just tell he's just over everything. He needs something new. But something about those people clapping for him and looking at him in, a, in, a, in that light 
gave him this rush to want to pursue it. And that's what that sounded like to me. Like you Hell spit yeah. your rap and then the people started clapping like, yeah, we fucking with you. And it's like, Hell yo. Yeah. I was like, holy shit, I just did that. And they clapping. I thought it was going to be like an awkward. The golf clap. Clap, clap, call. And then like some stupid Facebook, you know, posts that are about me passively. Yeah, that's what I expected. But no, I ended up getting. I can't getting... my head around that Facebook existed while you were in high school. Don't yeah. make our guests feel young. Let's keep pushing. No, it was weird. Uh-huh. It was weird for us too. Okay, well, as long as it's weird, <laughs> we had I am. That's it. A O L I am at that. Because Facebook started, I think, my freshman year of college. It was either my freshman or my sophomore. No, it's my freshman. No four. I'm dating myself. Keep moving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're not gonna tell. We're not gonna. We're old. I'm gonna cut old. that part out. As a matter of fact, no, don't <laughs> cut it. Okay, well, anyway, yeah. So that applause pushed me, right? And I was like, all right. So I heard about this like modeling and acting school. The name of it is Barbazon. They have other things just like it, like John Casablancas and other schools. John Robert Powers too. I'm not gonna get into that. Ooh. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We gonna leave that on the back burner for now. Sounds like story time. Oh my god! Ah, but anyway, started with Barbizon. It was like a six month program, maybe. I went once a month. I had to dress in heels, tights, dress the whole shebang. And they said they're gonna teach us about modeling and acting. And there was this big agency we were gonna audition for at the end. So I went throughout the school. I hated it. I was like, what am I doing? Seventy. Why'd you, why'd you hate it? Because I'm in stockings and heels, learning about how to put on makeup. Yo. <laughs> That's why I quit Noka, and that's one of my biggest regrets. Noka? I was in Noka when I was, I was too young to be in Noka, but they let me in because it was fuck with me. As a matter of fact, Ray was there. That's how Ray don't even probably remember this. When I first <laughs> met Ray Rizel, who wound up being my college professor. But um, I remember I'm like 13 or 12. And this is when, you know, Noka's a school now. New Orleans Center of Creative Arts, people that might be listening, it's not from here. But at the time, it was just this after school program for, yeah. uh, or, or you could do half day if you're in high school. And I'm in like middle school and they only let you in in high school. But I did, I took this test early and he was just fucking with me. So he's trying to like, so he let me go to this after school thing to um, get me. So about eighth grade year, I did let, they'll just let me in by grandfather. But I remember I was there for a minute. And then um, after a couple of months, they were talking about everybody get tights. Everybody get tights, <laughs> like ballet tights. And this is, I'm, I'm a seven, I'm a, I'm a 13, 12 year old black boy from New Orleans. I'm nowhere near as evolved in my thinking at this point. So you're telling me no, I gotta I go get a goddamn fucking leotard, I quit. And I regret that, but that's what you made me think that's of. That's why you quit. Dude, I might went on my, dude, dude, you already understand. <laughs> it was a different time, yo. It was a different time. <laughs> I was not feeling I'm a that. I'm an person, and uh, I have a hard time with the tights, too. I mean, I'm a damn woman, and I hate tights. So, <laughs> <laughs> so there it is, folks. <laughs> but you, so you felt like you weren't learning? Because that's another thing, too, that gets frustrating, too. Why? I personally got mad at myself for quitting Noka because I remember coming up, I was always in these camps and I felt like like I kept learning the same shit over and over and over and not learning new shit. Was it something like that or was it just you wasn't not feeling how they were presenting to you? I felt like I was getting played. I was like, my mom paid all this money that she did not have to support me and invest in my acting dreams because, you know, I got voted um, most likely to become famous. And that shit, mm. after I had that confidence from that play, the lead yeah. in the play, that shit took me off. I was like, me? 
I don't even know you people. What's the classic what? line? You like me. You, you really, really like, like me. me. Oh, okay. And I still oh, have so that feeling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I still get that. Like, I still get that. Anytime I say I book something and people DM me, I'm like, so many people are watching. Thank you. Didn't, didn't realize it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting when that comes up because I shout out to ooh, Rachel. Yeah, Rachel Ridgeway. I, um, 2013, I was doing, I did, uh, directed a show at Dillard, and she was a freshman at the time, and I cast her, and she was, like, surprised because she was a freshman at the time, maybe a year or two ago, she sent me, she DM'd me on Instagram and thanked me for casting her in that show because... I, I wasn't really up on myself, but casting me as a freshman was amazing. And, and as the one, one of my other damn catchphrases, after the five minutes of crying, I was like, oh, shit. People are still looking at you and doing what you're, and think, doing, what you're doing. So that, that gives you pressure, but on the other, also, on the other hand, it also pushes you forward like, okay, I'm not the only one who is who who is thinking about this dream that other people um but there are other people who are like okay they believe in you so that's that's definitely fuel it is <laughs> it, it's a great feeling because you're yeah. like okay you're kind of experiencing my journey with me and i had no idea like, I didn't even think about you thinking about me. And here you are telling me, like, you can do this. Or thank you for casting me or something like that. Yeah, and I can think back to a lot of people who I can say thank you for casting me right now. And but not this school, apparently, because they was on fuck shit. Hell no, fuck Barbara's on. Okay, so <laughs> I probably should not be saying that right now. But guys, if you're listening and you're thinking about getting into acting and you're thinking about paying thousands of dollars to get with one of these schools, it's unnecessary. Find you someone who's in the industry, who can, you know, give you a few tips. Hopefully, they're nice enough to do so. Mm. <laughs> okay. Hello, me, at Trina LaFarge on Instagram. We're going to get into that. We're going to get into it. Yes. Yeah, Barbizon did a number on me. But luckily, luckily, I graduated from Barbizon. They taught me how to, like, do makeup and walk the runway. <laughs> like, so it's model shit, man. Right, like I was going to be a fashion model. Like, mm. like... Like, even 50% of us were going to be a fashion model. We were so short. and yeah. like, <laughs> But, you know, there's hope for everybody. Yes, you can do print. Work. I was like, I can do print. It'll be fine. Didn't learn any acting. They had one class where they were like, None. okay, we're going to do acting today, right? They lined us up. And one by one, we had to get on the runway, stand there still, and take pictures. But with different emotions. Wait, what? Oh. You're worried. You're scared. You're happy. <laughs> you're tired like that i still have the pictures printed out it's a grid they printed out in black and white and then they have like they don't even have it labeled actually like but they made us pick which ones that was a thing at a certain point black and white headshot like any film was gonna be shooting you in black and white like anymore right it's a classic look i guess but yeah that was my acting episode with them Uh, right exactly so anyway i graduated and they sent us some shit in the mail later on and it was like we're casting all we're accepting all barbizon graduates to come to this huge competition it's an imta competition you can win you know like this trip to la to perform and walk the runway in front of even bigger agents and more people and it's just this like you can win money it was just this huge like 
I don't know, treat dangling Brady's in front of your face. to L.A. always worries me. It just reminds me of, like, Coco and Fame getting, you know, get, getting, like, inappropriately, like, assaulted. No, I don't. It just, it just worries me. It's just me. What? Films, films will really traumatize you. You got <laughs> yeah. to use this in the soul because that happened in Fame. Whenever you hear that phrase, now, actually, free like, trip to LA, your mind goes to just dangerous places. Well, no, because first of all, that's that's another thing. Watch Fame. Just yes. you know, watch, well, Fame is a really good movie. I, uh, not the two thousand nine one, actual nineteen eighty one. Please don't don't watch two thousand nine one. Was bad. It was awful. Anyway, but... Oh, he made another thing. I thought it was a TV show. I thought it was a series. It was. Yeah, it was a series, right. It was a movie first. They made an 09 movie and an 09 series? Yeah. No, 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 no. I'll explain this. They made a 1980s movie. Yeah, that's the classic one. Hardcore. Debbie Allen, which Yeah, huh? She was only like a scene. No, but did she like do a lot of dance choreography for it, right? She did... The show that ran for like seven years. Oh yeah, it was. But that's a classic show too, though. Yeah, the old school show was a Mm -hmm. classic. And then they did another show in the late nineties called Fame LA. Didn't know. Awful. (laughs) You you don't need to know it. Then (laughs) in post two thousand nine, she played the principal in the Fame remake. Didn't know it. It it also sucked. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it was bad. Um, Just because they tried to actually remake everything. But the the movie is like really hardcore because they show, yeah, they all these kids who want fame, but they show you like the really dark moments, like people like ODing and like contemplating suicide, and of course Coco's thing where she went to this audition and the dude made her take her top off. Damn. <laughs> yeah. So, like I said, anytime I hear. Trip to LA, or we're gonna make you a star. I just imagine, <laughs> oh. I just imagine poor Irene Cara oh. topless oh. and crying in front of a in front of a bad camcorder. Like, so it just saying, casting couch is real. Hashtag me too. So true. Oh. So so you, what was your story though? Maybe yours can lighten up his yeah. trauma. It gets dark. Yeah. So they were talking free trip to oh, LA. Oh God, where was I? Oh. <laughs> so, I broke. I broke the gas. I'm sorry. I broke. I'm malfunctioning. The <laughs> There's smoke coming out my ears, y'all. <laughs> okay. Um. So yeah, they offered you all that. We didn't have the money though. It was like maybe eight hundred dollars just to submit yourself. Damn. That's how they Wait, get. What? That's Damn. how they get you. I pay way more for the classes, but this was just the competition. And then that bitch was all the way in Alabama. All the way in Alabama. I drive on? all the way to Alabama. What was going on? In motherfucking Alabama, acting wise, I've never what thought of Alabama. Right, I, I never know. thought of acting in Alabama. Okay. I don't know. All right, girl, we, we it felt running. pretty racist. So uh, my parents were like, "Let me, see. <laughs> <laughs> let me drop this." <laughs> so my mom was like, "Do you really want to do this?" Trina, do you really, are you sure? Do you Are you going to really put everything in? I was like, Ma, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, this is my only chance. I don't know what to do. I don't know who to talk to. I don't know how to get auditions. I don't know how to become an extra. I don't know how to do any of this. I just see people on TV being other people, and I want to be a person <laughs> being another person. <laughs> so she was like, okay, okay. We're going to figure it out. I still, to this day, haven't asked her how she made that work, but she got the money for that, got the money for the travel, me, her, and my dad 
just packed up, got in his car, well, his truck, and we drove all the way to Alabama, and I did it. And I'm just so thankful, like, looking back on ha- for having parents like that. Right, support right, right. Absolutely. Some people have no support. Some people have a full family who doesn't believe them or in them or doesn't care or who don't have family or any friends to support them. So Sometimes, <laughs> when it comes to parents, I, I did, did, it's, it's interesting. Only because sometimes they're not as much not willing to support you as they're afraid for you. And that's the one thing I had to deal with my parents. They're like, you sure you want to do theater? <laughs> You're going to be broke most of the time. Uh-uh. You're going to be going from job to job. There's very, there's, there's very little, there's not a lot of job security. Oh, mm-hmm. you feel that way about it? All right, we got you. Mm. Yeah. And I, and like I said, I can't, how do I say this nicely? I cannot say that I'm in a show and they're like, oh, so we'll be there opening night. Well, mine, you should, no, we'll be there opening night. <laughs> yeah, they ride with you. like, but are you, no, we'll be, did, did you hear me? So I'm going to need a ticket for Right. <laughs> I mean, but you let them know how serious you were over years time, and so they yeah, had to, you this know, is the thing. it just had to be the deal. She's like, okay, so we're gonna be going now. Because <laughs> my situation is very similar to Trina, whereas my family always, because I always wanted to be an actor. I mean, like when I was like six years old, first church play, I wanted to be an actor. So they always supported it, but we didn't know what to do. You know what I mean? So I found myself in classes and camps forever, but not knowing how you get in the industry. So I see how you can even get pulled into that type of shit just off of. Lack of information and People ignorance. People just selling you dreams left and right. I mean, you could turn on the radio and they're like, we have a Disney audition. Right, right, something. Right. And you go there and it's like, I went as a kid with me and my brother. I always wanted to perform. I didn't know acting until like high school, but I went on this Disney audition with my brother. And it costed money. And it was like hundreds of people there. So many kids. It took hours to get out that thing. And then when we finally did, we got a letter a few weeks later saying they were interested in my brother. But they would have to pay more. My parents would have to pay more for his next audition. Damn. So that's how they get you. It's like they're preying on young dreamers. And the and parents are just parents. like giving out the money. Like, well. Nobody knew. Because the <laughs> game is very mysterious. Like, you know it once you pursue it. But other than that, it's not like, it's not like people out here explaining it. So many people have this false idea of what we do, mm-hmm. how we got what we got. All of it is like this false... And, and a lot of people feed off of that ignorance. Yeah. A lot of people People feed think off I'm of rich. Ignorance. Dude, they'll see you on TV once and think you're famous. You famous, you rich. Yeah. You got everything. Like, it's, it's like, if only you knew how this works. Bruh. Let me share this with you. No, no, that's okay. I'm going to just look out for your next movie. Okay, <laughs> all right. And they, all only, right. and they feel like you only made it if they see you on TV. Otherwise, you're not real. I remember um, <laughs> recently, um, there was a round table. I forget if it was Chadwick Boseman or um, Mahershala Ali. But one of them brought up the fact of... People understand that this is really like a, a nine to five type of gig in a way because you go there, you work these long hours, you when when it's over, it's over. It's it's not as glamorous as people. We have fun because we're passionate about it and you know whoop de woo. But people, it, it's not what like it's not what they think. I don't know how many ways to put the phrase. It is like it's not what you expect or what you dream it to be. You're definitely not the most important thing on the set. Thank you. Mm. Don't think you will be. Unless you're like up there, up there. Unless you're the person. Other than that, you are extremely interchangeable at any moment. Yeah. 
don't fuck up. <laughs> I mean, and yeah, people, please don't. And, fuck and up. people don't even take in that it's a freaking um director's medium and a producer's game. The actors many times are just pawns in it. Like mm-hmm. we're just window dressing yeah. to their to their uh, vision many times. Like in theater, you get at least more of yeah. a Absolutely. of a feeling of importance. Like you really feel in theater. Like remember, I'll show up tomorrow. Y'all gonna be fucked. You know what I mean? Like, you really are important. But no, it feels like, you don't show up tomorrow. You know what I mean? We'll use, we had three of yous that we were looking at already. <laughs> we don't care unless you're on. on. But but that's the aspect of it I don't think about because, you know, when you come in there prepared and you're ready to kill it, man. You ain't even thinking about that part. But that part is real for people like certain people that's been in the news that have taken this game for granted and not gotten that and kicking the ass over it. I can't get into that topic because I'm going to start going turning red and shit. But people who know what I'm talking about know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, yeah, that nigga. Yeah, um, yeah, man. Is what it is at this point. Throw a question to you, Lawrence, man. Is what it is. No, wait, hold up. We pause. We not finished. So come on, continue. Huh? We got to get your oh. journey into the game. So oh my god. Been fucked and fucked as a kid. So yes. what, what? So what got you in the adult frame of mind as you like moved into? I walked that damn runway. I said my. We got to say a little commercial, right? It was like. A minute and a half. And I wrote my own. Everyone did cover girl or some kind of makeup shit or hairs, you know, whatever. And I wrote mine because I was going crazy. Like, I was like, I don't like any of these, mom. And she was like, you'll find it, you'll find it. So I wrote one. It was late and I was tired and I, I heard my dad snoring every night. Like, <laughs> if I don't go to bed before him, it's hard to sleep. And I'm like, keep in mind, I'm like two or three doors down the hall with our doors shut. And I can hear him snoring. That would drive me nuts. So I wrote a commercial How on. How old are you here? I'm right out of high school, 17. Okay. I wrote a commercial on duct tape, on duct and tape. I like I led it up to this big deal, and at the end I announced that it was duct tape, and it was all about like helping snoring for older men, and like it was all serious. Mm. And ah, I, I dropped ah. the bomb, and I was like, and I named it. I was like Trina's magic duct tape. Everybody bust out laughing. I was yeah. like, yeah, they feeling me, yeah. <laughs> so after I got off the runway, I was nervous because that's when you find out if any agents want you. And six of them did. For sure. But only yeah. one was in NOLA, where I was from. Uh-huh. So I've been with her ever since. Her name is Tasha Mills. Mm. She's with Talent Connection Agency. Um, it felt like a family. She has a really small agency, so it's easy to like feel close to people. So it's cool. Um, but I've been with her ever since, and I've been you know riding my career with Tasha, like right behind me, pushing me. So that's good. It's good to have an agent like who cares about you. Right. So that's a plus. But yeah, like I went to different acting schools. I got ripped off with headshots, paying $500 for two shots. And they were like terrible. Like you can't call them a headshot. Like I was getting laughed at. And a lot of people don't know what a good headshot is. I've literally walked in a casting room and they were like, who's this? This oh. isn't you. And I was like, oh. No, that's me. And yep. I took it as a compliment. I'm like, oh, she thinks I'm pretty, right? <laughs> like, no, this isn't you. Your hair is not straight. What is all this makeup? You look totally different. This is not the person I called in. Right. So oh. that was a hit in the face. It was this Hammond audition for some scary movie. Speak to like, that wow. for a second. How, what, what makes a good headshot? Oh, you want me to just put it out there? I mean, this is what the podcast <laughs> is for, man. That's what it's I'm for. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. What makes a good headshot is being drawn in by the eyes over anything. I feel like that's the main thing you want to work on on your end not the photographer's end he has work to do on his own to make this headshot good which is why you need someone who does acting headshots and mm. not just so take pictures headshots because well, like some glamour shots some people not call glamour shots of just like 
you know, shoulders up or breasts up or whatever, headshots. Some some just do. Or they just crop it. Mm. That's a thing. <laughs> That's a thing. I learned that paying $250 to another photographer. Mm. That cropping shit is a thing. He came and took him in my house. Mm. No lighting, just his camera. In my, like, dimly lit living room. Wait, what? Yeah. $250. I, I'm telling you, thousands of dollars. Gonna be, that's going to be like the quote for, for the show. Because I didn't say it like 700 times at this point. Wait, what? What? Yes. My broke, my broke soul is, is, is hurt. My broke soul is hurt. But that's the thing. It goes back into what we were saying earlier about how a lot of people don't know the game. I love And you. you can be hustled easily because who who who's out here just telling you this is what needs to be a headshot? There's a, no, people take advantage. One of the other key things about a good headshot is it has to look like you. Just that simple. Like, mm. ladies, don't beat your face to the point of crazy. And don't wear distracting earrings or jewelry at all. Mm-hmm. You want to be the main focus. Your face. And you can't just be over there blank face like, hmm, I'm pretty enough. Mm-hmm. No, you better be in character, girl. Something. You taking mm-hmm. commercial shots, you better look inviting and warm and happy. And you better have a character in your mind with a backstory, too. <laughs> Hello. And then you have you have your dramatic shots. Like, I have this, like... Detective in my head, I look like a detective. Most people, I probably look like a nineteen-year-old college student. But in my head, I'm a detective, and I like I made up a whole backstory for the woman, and I just gave it to the camera, and we got it like that. Like I did headshots within five minutes. Once I learned how to get the proper photographer, right? Of course, but I I kind of feel like I'm making all my money back now from all the bullshit that I went through being scammed. Well, I mean, that's the way it's supposed to be. Come back in a cycle. You got to go through the experience so you could have won others. And it's not just like a nine to five because a nine to five, you just make money. You give time. This, you give time, money. You give your soul. Your entire soul. You can still get screwed. Entire so she just gave y'all a trick when it comes to taking uh pictures when telling me taking headshots. Some people get in front of the camera and they freeze up and they're like, What do I do with my face? <laughs> and some, you're so close. You hear me? And you know, because that's the thing, I'm not a person like uh like I don't feel comfortable taking pictures all the time when other people are taking them. I can take my own and feel good, you hear me? But when other people are taking pictures, sometimes I can get in my head. So a trick like that of have characters already in your mind. Have thought like already like laid out. Then you could go to that character in your head and whether it's going to give the camera something. And it goes back to what she said in the beginning about that will give a certain impact too when someone looks at you. Oh, I don't know what I'm looking at. Like like you said, you're a detective in your mind now. Anyone else going to look at you and see whatever else. But at least they still see a character. They still see intent. And that was the point. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So hell yeah. Hell oh, yeah. Uh, shout, shout out to Marty. Because he's been doing my headshots for almost a decade now. Marty, yeah, which was your amp? And like I said, Marty will tell you, I do the absolute most when I'm retaking headshots. Yes. Weird, awkward, light, (laughs) eyes up, eyes down. And I'll take like 50, 60, 70 of them. (laughs) We're like, okay, this will work. This will work. This looks like I'm not crazy. (laughs) This and this one look like I'm crazy, so I'm gonna keep this too. So sometimes you gotta keep them. Sometimes you gotta keep them. Uh, like I said, and it helps if you know a friend that is a photographer and is a good photographer, because Marty yes. is a damn good photographer. But like I said, you have you you, you don't get screwed. And, I think that's the t- that's the title. Don't get screwed. And and find that killer neutral, like. I call it the killer neutral because it's the freaking headshot you're going to use the most. 
Yerm is the one that is just, I don't know what else to that's call it. Because you're not smiling, but you're not giving them the hardest face. Yep, it's that's just, my neutral. This killer neutral look. Because I remember once one of my friends came to me with his headshots, and all of them, he was smiling. And I'm like, dude, this is not going to be the headshot that you use all the time, friend. son. You got to find that killer neutral where, you know, you can be a bunch of different things. Yes. You know? Yes. It's my, I'm fine mine somewhere. You look for your headshot? You're damn right. I <laughs> but I like what you said. You're like, I have all these different shots. Yes. Yes. Killer neutral. Killer neutral. neutral. You feel me? You could be a, a, you, you, a few things come to mind. Like, there you, you could go. be. Shout out to being Gumbo Monsters makeup nigga because I did my own. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a, I'm a, you look crazy. I'll double throw the question at you, man. Um. I don't know where my makeup skills went. Barbara's on. <laughs> taught me so much. And you know, guys, I just wasn't. I, just I think I think you though. just blocked them mentally because you have emotional like trauma just... towards that. Yeah. Yeah. So everything um, about it. Yeah. Just kind of trace my eyes with eyeliner and go now. <laughs> That's all that is. Here's, here's what I'll ask. Um, for those of you who have not seen the, um, in, in any one of our, uh, what is it called? Uh, our Instagrams. Did, uh, what was I saying? Oh my God, he's hot. Damn it. Uh-huh. Anyway, <laughs> for those of you who have not seen her, um, Trina is, try not to go to the colors right, but Trina is racially ambiguous. <laughs> that, that's what they use in the that's, game right now. Yeah. yeah. She looks that's, racially that's ambiguous. One. I want to talk to you about, uh, does it get frustrating when people ask you to come in for because you can be in any number of things you can be a muslim girl you can be latina you can be black you can and does do does it ever come to you like okay y'all are being inappropriate right now or this is not what the it tell us about the struggles of this racial racial ambiguity well it's weird sitting in a room full of white girls i'll tell you that much and i'm just looking around like um one that they chose to experiment on. <laughs> cool, gotta make it work. There you go. <laughs> and then they're like the roles that are like like the last crazy role I went out for was this lady in her thirties, which is one absurd. If you see me, I'm like three foot two, <laughs> and um, play a lot of kid roles. So that was weird. I was like, okay, they're giving me a chance. I can look older, more mature. All right. Kept reading. This woman is also highly overweight. She has an eating problem, and a kid she's running after. I'm like, all right, this is a few years ago. I'm like, all right, okay. Should I even accept this? Hmm. Like, do you accept stuff like that? But then I watched this video, this interview with Michael B. Gordon, and like he he said he went out for everything. Mm-hmm. He's like, I, uh, I submit myself for any and everything. Mm-hmm. And what they call me in for, what I get a chance with, I just do. And I was like, all right. Casting director told me that because what you, what you just said is real shit. When you said I'm the one they chose to experiment on, they do that shit. Casting director straight oh, told wow. me to my face that Martin, sometimes we just call you in just to, just to give them something completely different, and because yes. they might go with that shit. Yes. So you never know what you might present to them. I recently. They know what they want. I mm-hmm. recently got called in for a white cop because they were cop. trying not to look so stereotypical mm-hmm. with the parts and what was going on. So they're like, well, let's give him a black girl instead of a mm-hmm. white guy. I didn't get the role. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, my ass up on that fucking room! 
<laughs> but they gave me an opportunity, though. They gave me an opportunity. And I shot for two days for a few hours, which is a mistake. If you ever shoot on tape, don't keep going. Like, no. take a break. I tell people, you need to do a good, don't go over five. Try to stay within three. But they give you, like, a day and a half to get your tape in. I understand. I try to tell people don't go, don't go over five. Try to stay within three because here's the deal. Here's the here's the fuckery that you just have to keep understanding. You have a representation. You've been booked before. That means that you're good. That means that you're worthy. That means any tape you yes. give them technically is gonna be good. Yes. So that means if you do twelve. You're fucking yourself because you have 12 good takes and every one of them have something slightly different that you like. Preach. And now you don't know what to do. What then what you going to do? You're going to go back again and try to take all the shit you like and put it in one take oh, and then you wind up doing three more. Yes. No, don't do it to yourself. Trust that you're worthy. <laughs> you're good. I am like You really can do five. Soaking this in. Do five at max. Max. At max, max. yo. Because I'm telling you, dog, within that five, three are really good. And I remember one actor told me this as a great bit of advice, man. He said, dude, like, um, he might just do two and just send it in because at the end of the day, they have to also understand what they're getting is in this fin. They know this is not the finished form. This isn't authentic. You, you know, know what I mean? mean? I'm not talking to anyone, really. I'm not in my right. character outfit. I'm not in my wardrobe. I'm not this in my not setting. This is not the final form. Like, it takes so much imagination to act as it is, and then you want me to add that in this brightly hot lit room because usually people turn off the air to not get the sound. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to hear that. So you up in there sweating, trying to look all... I'm sitting there powdering myself like crazy every two seconds in between takes. And these lights on you, if this camera in your face, and you're imagining all this stuff, and it's exhausting. It can be. Uh, this whole game is mental. Every piece of this game is mental. Like, you gotta be right in the head, or you will get fucked up trying to, like, mentally exhaust yourself with a role that's emotional. Like, it's hard to audition doing that. Yeah. It really is. Like, taking yourself there, and then having to come back, and then get yourself there again. Like, I've had to, like, completely just go to sleep on one. I was like, okay, I did two takes. I'm going to see you tomorrow. I can't anymore. Like, I need to lay down. And sometimes I need to, think you need about to some do shit. that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you really need to just turn it off. Turn it the hell off. Do you go places? Do you ever go into all the auditions? Do you feel like you see, like, three of you? Or is it mostly in, your, in this current market you're the only one that looks like you? That. Oh shit, because I didn't had, I, I had two. I had two at this callback. I was like, oh. Fuck. Oh, you saw two of you? Uh -huh. I was like, oh, fuck. And that one's got a lot of hair. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> be with Damn it. It'd be with him. But you both. It was like, yeah, hair shit. Okay. Oh. Balls to the wall. Let's do this. Let's fucking do this. And kept doing it. <laughs> that's all you can do. You said, that's all you can do. That's all you can do. <laughs> well, guys, I think that we should talk about. What no, you need to answer my question first. What? <laughs> I have a whole topic of discussion. No, I'm going to no, we're going to see a topic, legit. What is it? What is but I'm just asking, like, what? when you go on auditions, how does it feel? Oh, like, man, like, okay, call? all right, fine. I don't see call. a whole lot of people who look like me, but I know who's in my category, so mm. when I see those women, it's the same feeling almost. What? Almost. Listen, like, you like, okay, I know they're going out for my role. I know we're similar. I know this person personally, so I know we kind of have similar traits and personalities, so it's like, okay, cool. <laughs> You got to do your best. And that's yeah. all you can do. And then when you walk out that room, you just got to forget about it. Uh, do you find yourself all just for the same shit? Type of, type of roles? Yeah. What's yeah. that? It's always 
<sighs> okay. It's always teenagers. Um, usually within high school or college, and they usually are boy crazy or sassy or spunky. I guess because I'm kind of spunky, but yeah, and I get called in a lot by the same director, so they kind of know me. They know what to call me in for. That's the beauty of having a good relationship with the casting directors that trust you. Because some people, we gotta remember this. Sometimes I forget this. Some people aren't getting called in at all, even though they're on these people's rosters. So yes. it's you know it's it's opp the opportunities always be met with love. Now to your topic, what were you about to say before I cut you I off? I want to talk. All these people were coming to me right, and they're like. Can I be an actor? Do you think I have what it takes? I don't think I have the look. My mom doesn't believe in me. I just want to say something. I just want to say film is a representation of life, just like art is. Mm -hmm. It's what it is. And life ain't always glamorous. Life ain't always hideous. Life is just sometimes normal. So if you feel like you look normal because you don't have the look, you're not super, you know, like weird looking to stand out for some character or you're not amazingly drop dead gorgeous or fit or in shape film needs you they need you more than anything because most of life is that way and i've experienced that i've been told that by casting directors and they're like man we need more normal looking people everyone's getting all in shape i was talking to bass about that earlier because yeah. he's getting all in shape or whatever for his acting career. <laughs> but that goes into Especially types. Especially when you follow this Negro on Instagram. Yes, Lord. Y'all, if y'all want See, fitness motivation, follow. I, why I dress at home. <laughs> I'm not going into the damn locker room because it's going to be 15 niggas in front of the mirror. Like, Flex uh, God damn it. Flex okay, you know what? Now, I'm, I'm going to shower now, and I'm y'all. I'm going to say this as a sidebar before I get back to the topic that Trina was talking about. I announced this on my social media that if I ever start getting fit, I was not going to be modest. That I was going to be naked a lot. Oh, he warned us. I said it. He did warn I us. I said I was going to be naked, and I be naked, and I love being and naked. And I be naked. You hear me? Shouts out to Tommy Pickles. We on hashtag Nikki. So <laughs> we've spoken to this a lot of times on this podcast about how it's not always about being pretty to be in the game. When yes. someone says someone is eye-catching, they don't. it does not always mean beauty. Right. You feel me? Sometimes look the most some of the most um, unique looking motherfuckers in the game are some of the most longevity having ass motherfuckers in yep. the game. Because they they what you needed. Because at times the pretty people, quote unquote, unless you become that part of that top one or two percentile of actors as like megastars, they will just typecast you into the freaking mud. You feel me? But it's the people that, like you said, turn to the people that are quote unquote normal looking. Because what's the I don't know a better way to put it, but it's the ones that that they don't think have that Hollywood aesthetic. But don't always stand out super like in your head and by society standards. You can be put in almost any character. Very we true. can make you a cop. We can make you a villain. We can make you a good guy. We can we can do anything with you because because sometimes when you're super freaking gorgeous. You come, people come with what they think of you as soon as they see you. Their own expectations. They whether they're gonna put you as the beautiful bad guy or the beautiful good guy, you're gonna come with some baggage. When you're more neutral looking, you don't come with baggage. And which you means you have more role opportunities. Sure. Right. But and you can always 
I feel like everyone will probably experience either being too good looking or not good looking enough mm-hmm. for a role. Everybody. That's the game. <laughs> like that's just what it is. And you will be in your head on what you want because you'll be sometimes it'll be both. One one role you'll be too good looking, the next role you weren't good looking enough, and you like oh, 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 oh. next role you're not tall enough. Next role you know the other person had better chemistry with the you know the main person they cast. It can be a number of reasons. It's not your acting. Most times it's not your acting unless you suck. I've had directors actually tell me that it's like. You, there's more into it than just your look. You, if you are really good and then I cast six people as this and you're supposed to be the dad for these six people and you look nothing like them. Mm-hmm. You're, you're two inches shorter than the mom. That's or, happened to me before two, too. Yeah, like, yeah they, they, they wanted to cast me but I didn't look like none sense. of the other actors. That was supposed to be my family. So, yep. when it comes down to it, do what do your best, then walk off and be good. But you gotta want it, cause that's a. But yeah. here's the other side of it too, um, cause I hate when people ask me if they have it. Do you have it? You you create that that story for yourself. I can't, cause I I, I spoke about this on a podcast before when a friend of mine asked me should they do it, and I'm like, dog, I go through too many ups and downs to send you on this mission. You gotta want it. And you if you don't don't it. do it, cause it hurts and it fucks you up over yeah, time, unless you really grow that does. thick skin. Which you must to keep going. Because most people who get torn down, they get torn down and they quit. Or they just act and they still acting. But they quit. Yeah. They gave up on themselves. But they're still going to auditions. Just because. Just because. Just because they don't want, they want to keep that, that ego up, that appearance, that Even though persona. they hate it. <laughs> they hate it. They but it's up. also a beautiful thing when you have the ups and downs. My dude, shout out to my dude, Jared Mitchell. He was the first guest Ooh. we ever had on Ooh. here. And he told me when I first got in the game, he was like, that's because he had his agent a year before me. He's like, dude, this game is peaks and valleys, dog. Sometimes you have the momentum, you're gonna be killing it. Other times you're gonna be in that valley, you're gonna just keep yourself together. And that always stuck with me because that's exactly what this is. And let's get to some of your peaks, girl. You just on T on on a movie, five feet apart. Tell me about that experience. Oh, me? Yeah, you <laughs> tell me about that experience. <laughs> it was what's weird, y'all. Was weird. That's on Blu-ray right now, right? Well, yes. I'm but, saying that because that you gonna get residuals. People buy that shit. Watch that shit. Get some residuals from I my girl. I just got a residual. See, and I'm saying <laughs> residuals save lives, ladies and gentlemen. What's weird is that this movie was either starting off as or was supposed to be a low-budget film, mm. and they pulled this shit off. When I tell you, like within a few weeks, they were talking about an 80 million dollar profit. I was like, what? And it's going like internationally. I'm just, I'm just waiting for more uh, residual at this right, point. Right, right, right. <laughs> but it was amazing. I mean, I didn't, I didn't expect it to be what it was, and that's the beauty in it. But doing it, being a part of it, like it's gonna forever be a memory with me. It's gonna like sit with me in my heart. I'm just gonna visit it whenever I can because it makes me happy just thinking about it. I mean, I work right now in the same setting where it was filmed. Mm. So I'm walking the halls and I'm just like reminiscing all day. I'm like, wow, I was in this world. Not this movie happened, but this world between these two lovers who, you know, brought on this amazing story. Shout out to Haley Lou Richardson and Cole Sprouse. Y'all two killed the game. I don't know if y'all know who those people are. Haley Lou Richardson, Cole Sprouse. Go look them up. Man, Zach and motherfucking Cody. <laughs> yeah, Cole plays one of them. Zach and Cody. I don't Zach know what Cody. That's when I saw that little dude. I was like, oh, cheating in the movie with the dude, one of the Zach and Cody twins. 
Oh, right? <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm in a movie with uh, Jughead. Cool. Dude, because I'll, I'll just say this, dude. I think to me, like, I've been in movies with superstars. I've been in movies with regular motherfuckers. And the ones that usually get me are the ones that I grew up just watching on regular shit half most times. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? If I was, like, if I watched you on Living, shout out to Roxy. She just took a picture with uh, Kim, Coles. Kim Coles. And, like, if I would have read one of them from Living Single, I used to watch Living Single with my mom all the time. I would have flipped out. I'm like, oh, yeah, Living. Oh, I me too. But, like, but, but certain other people that you would think I would flip out for, I don't because it's not the same thing. So, you, I know you used to watch this cat on Disney. Now you're in a fucking film with the man. It's like, oh, shit. And he was in Big Daddy with Adam Sandler. And I love that movie. That is him. I love that. They both play. They, like, switch. Yo, games. I never yeah. put that them two together. That's fucking him, man. Yo, Sandler, man. <laughs> Getting it in. But, yeah, I've had that feeling before. Like, I met, um, I met Uncle Phil from The Fresh Prince. Yo. He was just riding around in his scooter. I think he's handicapped now. Um, he's dead now. Oh. He passed away. Yeah. 2014. Yeah, Uncle Phil dead, yo. It's a 2019 now? Jesus. Oh, you can listen Where to J. Been? Cole music. First star, rest in peace, Cole. Uncle Phil. Okay. For All right, real. guys. We're going we're gonna to move past this line <laughs> moment really fast. Shoot, shoot. We're past. All right, cool. Anyway, ma'am, he zoomed past on his Girl, scooter. Girl, you just get dads because you was in a movie with Carl Winslow. She should get all the TV I was going to get to that because um, Big Guy is the shit, first of all. But Yo. Carl, Carl is like such a, I don't know, he's such a a jolly guy. Red he's no, jolly. No, no, no. We're, so, is we're sorry, jolly. black actorpedia. Like, I want him to be Santa. You want him to be Santa? I want him to be Santa. Yes, yes. He's so jolly. Like, he's just always, he was just so happy. Like, on, offset, late hours, long hours, he was just, he remained consistently just happy with yourself and those people you can catch that energy from and it's like all right i've had some of that i want more of that i need mm. to figure out how to get there but uncle phil he was just zoom 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 i was like hey nice to meet zoom 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 i was like okay good to meet you uncle phil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then i met um what is it is it alfonso or alonzo the um Carlton, Carlton Alfonso, Alfonso Rivera. Yes, yeah. I was doing some extra work when I first began. My agent, she was like, okay, you need to do extra work. You need to get training, but I, I see potential. I want to work with you. So I did a lot of training, but like one of my extra jobs, he was the director. Yo, Carlton was directing shit. And I met Tia and Tamara. They were on the show that um, he was directing. It was a pilot for something, though. But he was he was harsh. He, But maybe it was just hot, you know. It get hot and niggas get all bothered. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I know I'd be in a bad mood when it gets too hot. I don't know about well, y'all. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he was harsh. But maybe he, was just too hot. he was just like, we're in the heat and he's just like, over there. You know, no, school, I didn't say that. Like, he was just very demanding. But, I mean, film hours are demanding. So, we just going to give him a little bit of pass right bro, now. Bro. But it was cool meeting all those people because I'm like, I grew up watching you. Like, you're a real person. I'm an actor. I've been an actor for years. But, you're a real person. Yeah, man. Whoa. They're technically our peers. We just ain't with it yet yet. Technically, and I know people way more above me that are still my peers, and I don't feel that way around. But when you grow up, yeah, like yeah. looking up to and watching, and still like on my lunch breaks, I still throw the Fresh Prince. I throw some <laughs> Martin. Yo, you know yo. what I'm saying? So it sticks with you. And that, that was a, that was a, that was the freaking power of television for the longest, man. As it come, uh, there was that big divide back in the day between movie and theater. I mean, theater, TV. Some people just didn't do films. Some people just didn't do TV. And if you did movies and went back to TV, it was like you get emotions for something. I'm like, but we're all doing the same. 
the acting is acting. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, it's different now. I'm glad. But what got you in consulting? Because I saw that's a new venture that you've been, been doing the past few months. All right. I want to help people. And I know Lance Nichols does some career consulting. I was like, okay. But he, he charged a little more than I was willing to spend in the beginning. I was willing he, to spend hundreds on headshots. He, but he, was, he, he also made me cry in a previous episode. Um, Shout out to Uncle Lance. Yeah, he was our Lance. third or fourth guest. But yeah, it, it was it was real. You got you just got. He'll get him, you. So. I can talk he to him will. for thirty minutes and I will end up crying. <laughs> he yeah. So you saying Lance. the way he kind of gave you the blueprint to how you want to play it or what? No, I didn't go to him. I should have. I spent all that money on headshots and other crap, but didn't spend that much money on. It was just like maybe seventy, eighty bucks, like. But now it's not like, okay, no, no it's no not. It's shut up. I mean, <laughs> I mean, just with the times and people's career and success, like you have to charge what your value is. But right now I'm just trying to charge to get by for like, you know, a little something. Some of us artists got to eat, but it's mostly just to help people. So I don't charge half of that. So hello, if you want to get into acting. I can help you with my first-hand experience and guide some, you the right way. Some questions that some of your people have come at you about, like some of those common. They're like, how do I get my first audition? I'm like, you submit yourself. You become your own agent. And eventually, well, until you get enough, you get an agent to represent you. Then you don't have to. You can submit yourself on the side, but it's not a full-time thing. Right now, if you're your own agent, you got to constantly be checking and submitting yourself on the proper websites. Shout out to Actors Access. <laughs> Actors Jesus. Access. Yes. Shout out to that. My casting file will help you with getting on set, seeing what it's like, watching actors do what they do, seeing it's not all peaches and cream all the time. It's a lot of... You know, we'll need you now. We need you now, right now. We need it now. How long for hair and makeup? Okay, we got three minutes. Okay, we got to get in the van. We got to get it to set. And then you get to set and it's like, okay. Wait. Hurry up and wait. You wait for like an hour, maybe. <laughs> Even more. Okay, we're about to set up this shot. Uh, you'll sit over here for a second. And then they put you in your trailer for like four more hours. And you're like, what is Don't. life? Okay. What am I doing? Because what is this? If you, because everybody won't be famous, it'd be feeling like. And. It's not about being famous. It's really about committing to a journey, almost like a lifestyle change. Mm -hmm. And that's what that's the because what you're speaking of, you're not even truly in the game game until you get an agent. But there's this whole world before you get an agent that you gotta work and do your dues. And if you're not about <laughs> doing those, then you shouldn't even be trying. I just picture Super Mario like jumping on different worlds. I'm like, okay, next level. Okay, yo, next level. No, yo, that's funny you said. I just had this conversation the other day with somebody about how I was kind of, I was kind of frustrated and realizing that, like, you know how Garrett Theft Auto they call those open world games because you could just go wherever you want. And, you know, Mario's level by level. And I was like, dude, you think this game is open world, but it's Mario than a motherfucker. Mm -hmm. You, you got to go level to level to level to level and beat the boss. You feel me? And sometimes you got to leave where you are to get to the next boss because mm -hmm. there's other things required of you when it's time to really grow to the next phase mm -hmm. but if you don't put your time in on the first boy jumping over these motherfuckers and dong 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 <laughs> then you you gotta be patient you gotta actually do it and people are like can you put me on now like you think you could get me an audition on that show you on queen Sugar? you was on that. two episodes man like you could get me on. i'm like who do you think i am dude I don't have that kind of 
I really don't. You need to go find a producer friend. Most times, actors can't put actors on. That, no. that, that is this weird... Unless they're producing. Unless they're producers. People have this thought process that if you're on, you can put somebody on. One of my partners told me, though, like, why one of my friends asked to me keep coming at my ad, coming at my neck saying, man, Bass ain't putting you in none of the movies he in? Man. How the fuck I'm going to do that? It's a myth. It's a myth. No, we are hired. We are hired. Look at it like a straight up job, dude. I cannot hire someone. <laughs> you have to audition. You have to put in. You Auditioning put in. is your job. As soon as you walk in that room, like as soon as you walk in the building, you better be damn focused. You can talk to people all you need to, but like I need you to get back focused before you get in that audition room. Then once you do, the audition starts. From the moment you open the door and they see your face, it starts. Sometimes they cast you just because they like you. Yep. You might have did the role terribly, but yep. they, they really fuck with your personality. Yep, because they feel like they're thinking, I got to spend this many hours with this person in the future. Is this the type of person? Some people who are amazing will not get cast because that director and producer felt like they wouldn't be, wouldn't want to be in the trenches with this particular personality <laughs> Shonda, for a long time. Shonda Rhimes is known to do a no-asshole test. Mm. To where she sits and talks to the person... And tries to figure out, is there something that I need to see before I cast you in Grey's Anatomy? Because Grey's Anatomy has been on for 172 years. <laughs> so, I'm going to have to spend a lot of time with this person. Oh, this is not an asshole. Now I can cast you. Because you got to remember, we are human beings. So a lot of times we get in front of ourselves, we're talking about whether you're thinking about casting directors, whether you think about agents, whether you think about directors. Remember they're human and if they they're gonna come with their own prejudices, their own bullshit and everything else. So Yeah. Uh, and then audition but I like what you just said. Your job is to audition. You audition for that's what act being an act, a professional actor really is. Professional auditioner. You're a professional auditioner and if you get booked that was that was Lanyap. That was damn. I had a good day at work today. And once you get started, you'll realize why actors don't respond super excited most of the time. And you're like, so what's next? Or oh, what what did you audition that. for? It's like I most of the time don't even know what I auditioned for. And what's next? Are you serious? I just did something. <laughs> I did it. Go look at it again. Go look at it again. <laughs> and again. Look at it. Feel free. Oh man. And, and that's a frustrating thing about uh, this. It's, it's, it's almost tragic in a way, whereas no matter how much you do, people only judge your worth based on what you're about to do next. It's and like what you did didn't even exist. To a degree, it does, but it don't until a certain point. But then if you're not keeping it fresh, then that shit don't count. If you're not consistent with anything, does it count? Um, if you're not consistently booking, it's been five years since you booked. We're so sucky that that's not in our control whatsoever. And so lovely that that's not us right now. Thank you, Jesus. It's up in peaks and valleys, Lord. Peaks, peaks and valleys. valleys. What's the role that you ever that you wish you could play, though? They don't give you opportunity. I want to play for. an assassin. Straight up. Oh, I told you that years ago. Yeah, man. Yeah, Do you man. remember that? I was yeah. like, because I'd be cute and, and innocent looking and no one would think it's me. I think you would be an amazing assassin role. <laughs> I mean, didn't you do that, um, uh, some out. version of that in your four Hang days, out probably. with Gumbo Monster for a little while. It'll pop up. Oh, I have. I legit ran up a wall for that 48-hour film with, yeah. with the... I was kind of like an assassin, yeah. I was, yeah, a, I, I was, you was yeah. I was, I was, me and my husband were assassins, but then he did something behind my back, and so my mission was to kill him. Damn. So yeah, I became an assassin Fine. against my own husband, and like at this fight scene with this dude, your size, Lawrence, super yeah. tall and strong, and I like ran up a wall 
And I didn't think I could. And then I kicked him. And it was, I was like, okay, I can do this. Yeah. I just need a chance. So I started taking like little fight lessons <laughs> and other stuff. I put on my resume now because one but day, man. We've had previous guests speak on this about how the importance of um, acquiring skills. And like what you said, getting the fighting skill in your, in your repertoire. So if someone's to ever ask you, can you do this? Well, yeah, I have this experience with fight choreography. Or yes, I can flip on a wall. You feel me? <laughs> because I've done this. Because... You're going to be playing these human beings that have these experiences. So if you've had them as well in real life, it's only going to help the chances. Yeah, you want as many skills as you can get on that resume. And you want that resume attached to your headshot. Please don't staple it. There's a way. There's <laughs> definitely People still doing that? Yeah. Yeah. Yo. I did that for a long time for years. Had no idea that I looked so amateur. And it's probably why I wasn't booking as much. Things I teach in my career consulting at Trina LaFargo. Come on, Instagram. book that. Come on. Come hello, on. Hello. Throw it out there. Throw but it yeah, out there. But yeah, if you got skills, if you've been semi-good at something, write that shit down. Put it on your resume. I mean... I'm decent at roller skating, right? We've all went to like airline or something for a party growing up and, you know, learned to roller skate. I put that shit on my resume. I got a roller skating role for like this top roller skater in the 80s who did all these tricks, but had no idea that all of that was entailed in the role. Yeah. But with me getting the audition and killing the, the callbacks, they took me anyway. Yeah. They cheated it. They made it work. I learned how to skate backwards for them. That's all I could <laughs> learn within that amount of time frame. But yeah, they cheated a lot. They had someone else come in. Like it, There are ways around it. So if you can do something semi-good. Just... That's, there's two things that I want y'all to take from that story. One, if you're going to put a skill set on your resume, at least be, at least, at least be able to do the basic of it. Yes. Because if it's something that you have no idea how to do, they will at some point pull that acidic, pull that card. Like, don't put, uh, you can ride a unicycle. Guys. Right, and you know there's no way that you can get your ass up on one. You feel me? And, and, and two, because, because, because you, but you lucked up because some people will not give you the job. Yep. If you put that skill there and you can't do that. But it's skill. a good chance. Really? It's a good chance. Like, you can see my acting and get one over if there's a chance of that. Eh, I might take it. And I think this is the theme of this whole game of, it's always a gamble. You feel me? Because that's the thing. Which what, what you just said will and has worked. What I just said will and has not worked. You feel me? Like it, it can go either way. Are you about are you a risk taker? And did you, you don't but I'm just saying put yourself in the type of water because like roller skates, like you said, let's say I'm really okay, that's a bad one for me because I'm good at skating. But um what's something I'm okay at? I'm okay at basketball. You feel me? I'm good enough at basketball that I will put it down there. I'm not I don't never played motherfucking uh, polo. I would not ever put polo <laughs> on there. Your mind really went to polo? Because I know I can't do that. I've never done it. And I would not put... went to polo. I mean, I've held a golf club before. I might can get away with golf. I know I can't get away with polo. And that's what I'm saying. Put something that you could get away with at the very least. Little Tiger. Cricket. Okay. You, you play cricket? I've I played cricket once before. And Fachi. It's cricket playing, motherfucker. You got a question, <laughs> sir? Ah, cricket playing, motherfucker. What he is the cricket? most? <laughs> that sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Um, you got to do it. got to do it. What is the most challenging role that you have gotten so far? And it could be just trying to get one, trying to connect with the character or in a situation where you're not un where you're uncomfortable in the setting to a point where you're like, okay, I have to power through this. 
So either e- either way. Ooh, you one. Got, you look like you got one on the one. Line. At first, I was like, hmm, but no, like, but I powered through it, so that's why I wasn't thinking of it at first. But no, it was extremely uncomfortable. First of all. When you're outside with the film crew, you might have a tent to help you with weather, but m- most of the time, <laughs> you're struggling. You stand in your trailer until you have to come out if the weather's bad. Well, it was freezing and drizzling constantly mm. where I was. It was muddy. Um, I'm in like Daisy Dukes in a tied up shirt. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it was for a film called My Father Die. It was entered into a lot of film festivals. Um, it was. It had a pretty good rating. It was really good. Very gory. So be on the lookout for that. Like, be, <laughs> Yeah, brace yourself if you're about to watch My Father Die. But yeah, I played young Nana. Um, I'm playing, like, you know, you play someone younger, like, in the old days, and then they go, they switch to real time, and then yeah. the color starts, and the person's grown. Well, yeah, I was playing a younger version of the main character. And I had to have sex in a cabin. A very dirty, um, dusty, nasty cabin that was in the middle of this rain and we had to you know pretend obviously and so i had on like four pairs of panties <laughs> and a jean skirt um that they put on me later to like help the sex scene go easily because <laughs> i was not taking all that off it was very uncomfortable um i had Note, to get sex scenes are always uncomfortable they're never or hardly ever unless the two people are dating they're hardly ever as yeah. steamy and passionate as we make them look. Yeah. Oh, they're so freaking technical. Hell no. Like, it's really good acting, y'all. If y'all believe it, it's good acting. But yeah, I had to get carried yeah. to the cabin yeah. because it was so muddy. <laughs> and, um, yeah, he had on like a fake, I don't know what you call it. What do you call those things? Those straps with the cloth? Mm-hmm. And oh, it you covers yourself. Yeah, that's one. Like, that's one of the nicknames, cocksock. It's called something else. I'm gonna, when cock-sock. I had to do a neck that run, that's a scene that Lawrence always fuck with me about being naked. <laughs> they gave me a. They just gave me a sock. They a regular a sock. sock. <laughs> they gave me a sock. Like son. a foot sock. Nigga, they gave me a sock. <laughs> <laughs> they put that on you. Cause truthfully, though, oh since God. it was a French director, he wanted me to just ride out here. And I'm like, this is my first movie, man. I want my you grandma to be able to see this, man. I'm be swinging my. No, I'm not about to have my dick out. You get my ass out. You don't out know what deep. you can see from the back. First of all. Hey man, look. You Second of all, I'm, I'm did not, you smell the sock? Man, no, it was new. They, they bought it new. Okay. It was like a church sock or some shit. It was some weird shit. So it's like, uh, put your shit in here. Thin. Put your shit in here and hold it. Because the thing is, what, what got me was they kept saying... Oh, that been fucked up. That been fucked up. been fucked up. Because they kept on calling it. They kept on calling it this like official term. So I'm thinking yeah, I'm about to get oh, something official. Hot piece. It wasn't even that. They didn't even say that. that. It was something else that they called it. And when they gave me the sock, I was like, this is all? But the time I had to do a sex scene, they gave me the whole thing, the contraption that you're talking about. Yeah. I still don't know the name. Because they showed his butt. They showed Mm. the guy's butt, but they didn't show his front. So they had to cover his front because it was, like, you know, close to me. But his name is, oh, damn, Chester Rushing. Chester Rushing. He was on Stranger Things and other things since then. Like, he's been taken off. But... He made me very comfortable. Mm-hmm. He made me laugh the entire time. And that's the magic. Between the cuts, you obviously. got to. Because without the laughs, it's like, okay, it's weird. you're laying between my legs. You're kind of naked. It's There's cameras everywhere. We my just dad, met. My we dad, just met. My dad's watching the monitor. Your pops was there. Oh, no. He's watching the monitor while oh, he's filming the no, sex scene. No, Talk no, about the no. un- most uncom- oh, epically oh, uncomfortable. Right? Oh, <laughs> no. Epically. Uh-huh. Ooh, 
You a, you a trooper, baby. I think I win. If y'all ask every actor, like that was a new that you won so home. far. Stay home, man. She Stay won home. wildest story for the joint. But I'm gonna ask you this: How do you feel about nude nudity as a woman uh, in the game? I've been asked about that for auditions, and I've turned them down. Like they had this huge, huge role for this stripper. It was a it was a show about strippers, and she I well, loved I her. What you're talking about? Mm-hmm. I, I had a callback for that. Lance Nichols was just talking about that show. Oh, you're talking about Peter Allen? Yeah. We're not gonna mention the name of that. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna cut that. Part That's out. sinful that show. stuff. It's still casting. It just cast somebody big. It just cast somebody big on there. I forget who. But okay, now I want an audition. See, yeah, no, it was, it, but the character was really good. I really connected with her. I was like, ooh, she seemed like a Scorpio. I'm a Scorpio. <laughs> like, I was really feeling her, but I, when I seen that, I was like, I can't. And it took me a few days to, like, tell my agent to decline the audition. <sighs> RIP audition. But yeah. I was like, okay, I can't, I can't do that right now. I'm not, I don't want to be known as that. I'm not there yet to be known for this role. Mm-hmm. I mean... Did Holly Berry ever shake back from Monsters Ball? Or do we all think of Monsters Ball when we think of Holly Berry? And she's Holly Berry. But this one, I'm gonna, no, I'm gonna give this not to you. Not Holly Bailey. Holly no, 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 no. <laughs> but no, I'm gonna give this to you. I'm gonna give this to you. She could do that at that point in her career to me. Right. You feel me? Because I, I don't think about the sex scene. I think about Halle Berry because to me, Halle Berry was so big before she showed her titties. That <laughs> I, I think about Halle Berry. Halle Berry, Just but, in but, I, but I get what you're saying. You're and not Halle Berry yet, right. so you showing your titties early. They're gonna be thinking about them titties. Exactly, and that's what they're gonna see. Oh, the girl who played the stripper. Oh, the stripper. Oh, we know what she looks like. And then again, do I really want everyone on the street knowing my body looks like? Mm, maybe in the future, I mean, but right now, though, on Game of Thrones, they were showing them titties. Dan never showed. Maybe them. she there, but I ain't there yet. <laughs> no, she but I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna say this as, devil, as devil's advocate. Uh, she wasn't. She wasn't known when she showed them titties on Game of Thrones. It's funny you ain't never seen them titties again by season three. <laughs> <laughs> by season three, Daddy wasn't showing no more titties. She said too big to be showing these titties. She got them early when I wasn't nobody, motherfuckers. <laughs> But, <laughs> Not but somebody. But I, I'm of the yes. belief of what you're saying. Um, whenever someone brings it up, because like I showed my ass on that film, and my ass is still like there's my ass is on websites. I'm a man. My right ass by is, that tree in the park. No, my nigga, like you, <laughs> dude. Them websites that that take out clips specifically finding nudity in every film. My ass is on a couple of those sites right now. If you Google Martin Bass Bradford's ass, Let's you can find my it. ass. It's crazy. Shout, shout out to Mr. Bats. <laughs> As I always say, he'll always give you a great performance, especially in the end. Now, this motherfucker. <laughs> but, 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 I'm, but I am totally comfortable. I don't care if my ass is out. I'm on you right now. But as I know, <laughs> when it comes don't. to women, it's different about how, you know what I mean, just generally speaking, when it comes to your bodies, that's, a, that's its own topic. And like, you know what I mean? Sometimes they'll, they'll, they'll coerce actors, actresses early to be nude than they nude on that scene. Now their titties are on the internet forever for a film that or TV role that didn't even break their and careers. I, I talked to you about this when I said there was, I think a couple of years ago, when Seth MacFarlane hosted the Oscars, he did this wild song and dance and picked people out in the crowd. It was, the song was called We Saw Your Boobs. Yeah. And he would go, with the Paltrow, we saw your boobs in this movie. And Jennifer Lawrence, we saw your boobs in this one. Uh, wow. We saw, and he just, he got on Kate Winslet and just like went, 
this one and this one and this one and, and this one and this one and this one and this one. And there are women that are absolutely like how I feel about my ass as they feel about their titties. Yeah, and that's fine. Yeah. If that if that's your cake, but I think go back to earlier, do what you can handle. Don't feel pressure to do something that you really aren't comfortable with. Mm-hmm. You comfortable with showing them titties, that ass, that dick, them balls, all that Whoa. ride that wave. You feel me? Because your agent ride it. your agent works for you. Because like my agent, I mean my Georgia agent asked me, Do you do Tyler Perry? And it was like they asked me that earnestly because they have a whole bunch of people on their agency that don't, don't do Tyler Perry. Yeah. Tyler Perry is his own genre that some of their clients say don't ask me for none. So they ask me, do I do Tyler Perry? They ask me, do you do do you do gay roles? Ain't no judgment. They just want to know what to not waste their time on. So yeah. if you let them know early, I don't do nudity. It's not like you're going to now lose your agent or you're kicked out of the game because you ain't trying to do nudity. No, it's just about knowing your boundaries, setting them early, and arriving what comes with because it. Because you will piss them royally off if you if they've said, yeah, I'm good with everything, then they put you in a gay naked role. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're like, no, I don't want to do that. And it's like, the motherfucker, why didn't you tell us this in the first place? Now we have to go back and be like, no. Decline. Decline. I mean, everybody ain't gonna have that Will Smith situation where he was able to get a body double for six degrees. That's not that. That was he. He lucked up. That's not the way the game goes. He Will Smith. Yeah, he just will. If there's something about the game you could change. Oh no! Before I even ask that question, as a woman, what's some things from a woman's perspective you wish could change? Even in the even how long you've been in so far with what you're offered. With the roles that I'm offered to come in and audition for. Yeah. Um, as a woman. Because oftentimes there's a saying in the game that um, the, the, the roles get better for men the older we get. And they get smaller or lesser for women the older you guys get. And I find that. The, and I'm, I feel like since the conversation about women in Hollywood is happening now, that's changing. Absolutely. Do y'all hear this? Bass think I'm old enough to ask me this question. I don't think you're old I've enough. been in the same age range with these people forever. <laughs> I'm, I'm still saying, in high school to no, them. No, no, I'm not saying it's <laughs> old enough. Like you about to start losing out on roles and shit. I'm, <laughs> oh, no. I'm asking, I'm saying the, the, the depth of roles. Like as a dude, I would probably get offered more lead roles than you will just being a girl and be, being a woman in the game. Because the power structure of many of the stories for the longest have been male protagonists. You this pretty chick I got to save. Yeah, I'm tired of being cute girl, pretty girl. See, I'm more than sure that has to be frustrating. It's very frustrating. I'm like, I'm called something like off my looks like who wants to be called like fit guy or fat guy like you know what i mean right. like it's just like <laughs> and they do, they i'm do a that guy thing. like just you don't even have to give me a name just give me something nicer <laughs> but yeah that, i mean that's annoying other than that like i don't know it's just really weird being this tiny woman looking up at all these huge men on set and i'm like where are the women like where are our working women mm. you might have a few of them but a lot of film sets they're not as many women and it drives me crazy so when I see Ava DuVernay, I get all inspired mm-hmm. and whatnot, and lean yeah. away and everyone. So that's a good feeling that we have, like some people coming up to inspire us to see ourselves as. That'd be cool as fuck if if it was like you know how Beyonce has her all woman band. If like there was this direct, well, Ava DuVernay kind of does that with Queen Sugar, where it's mostly female directors on Queen Sugar. It is mostly female directors. But like, what if like it was an all woman set? <laughs> You'd be all women on camera, DP, woman grips. You know how trippy that shit would be. Like I would be like, yo, there's women everywhere doing all this shit, yo. <laughs> I would probably jump out my body with excitement. That would be amazing, Bruh. I mean, the, and that's the fun. Well, just even personally. Things need to get more diversified. 
Because yeah. just speaking from somebody who is on the tail end of like four years in the airline business, the majority of people who are in the cockpit are white men. Mm-hmm. They're all they all white men who used to be in the Air Force. So one day I opened the door and I was like, all the in-flight people are black. And the first officer is black. And the captain is a black woman. Hey. And for some strange reason, tears welled up in my eyes. And I heard uh-huh. the change going to come in the back of my <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh change my God. Come, come. The close-up come to that is going on the set and it being a black hair and makeup. Because that's a thing. Dude, it's really rare to get black hair and makeup. Um, and, and unfortunately, that's where the uh, hashtag for our show essentially came from. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of... And, and let, let's speak about this. As, as a black woman, do you feel like you coming on said, do you feel like you need to make up your hair? Because a lot of people say, oh, you're supposed to come clean face, but... Most black actresses I know come already together because yeah. they don't know what the fuck they yeah. do. I mean, we do that anyway. We go anywhere and we look good. We yeah. get together for stuff. Like, we going to Walmart, we looking good. But anyway, other other than that, like, I just, I have a problem with the hair thing because they'll tell me to come with it a, a certain way. Then they have to take a million pictures, get it approved, take a million more pictures, try this, try that. Then, like, oh, we'll just leave it. Like, I was on the set recently, not going to say which one, but, um... My hair got frizzy. I mean, I was waiting for four hours in my trailer and through lunch because I was supposed to shoot early that morning, but we didn't. So it got frizzy. They didn't know what to do with it because mm-hmm. they asked me to come with it that way, which was just naturally curly. Right. Just a little leave-in. Just washed it. Let it go. That's all I did. It's looking good. After lunch, Speaking, that's Japanese I was a poodle. Some of them. That's Jap- what you just said, leave-in. Okay, whatever. Leave-in conditioner, people. <laughs> I'm leave talking to con- some of them white hairstylists. They don't stuff. understand it. They're like, oh, do you use oil? And I'm like, sometimes that's not... Okay. And that's not a diss to y'all. It's just unfortunate that in a game with so much money, we see how much money is getting spent on all these things that black actors aren't can't be served. Because, dude, when some of them white actors walk up in them hair and makeup, they just look like they rolled out of bed. Mm-hmm. Wash your face, do me. Make sure you hear and make sure everything is good. Bring your ass in and they, and they know what every piece of everything to do for that white actor. Yep. And there's no reason why any act of color shouldn't uh-huh. have the same feeling of I go here and I can trust that you know what you're doing. The only yes. time I ever got a lining was on was was when I had a black barbers. The only time I ever got normally Ooh, when I go and say wow. no, they'll be thinking about giving me a lining because it's not even the concept. You feel okay. me? Right. It's, it's interesting to, to hear it. I'm a guy, so I only can imagine what it's like for the women. Oh, it's terrible because I'm sitting there looking like a poodle. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, lady, you got to have something in that bag or in that trailer that can help me out. Moose like, is not going to help me. And makeup, too, I hear about y'all having problems with getting your proper tone and such. Sometimes it's too white or too whatever. Yeah, I usually don't have a problem with makeup. I don't know why. I guess I'm just lucky. To have the skin tone with the film with my racially ambiguous ass, yeah. But um, for them, which is good because like a lot of people are leaning towards racially ambiguous roles and more minorities coming in, and they want more black people. They want more, you know, in all brown people. Period. In all all our, our, our different shades. They want us. I've gotten cast for a lot of stuff that was supposed to be, you know, dark skin or white. And they went with me, and it was mm-hmm. like, okay, that's why you can't really let that bother you too much before you go on an audition. This bit, you got to give them you. Just give them you. My last role, my character's name was Heath Hofstadter. What? I know that was not supposed to be a black guy. Heath? Hofstadter. Heath Hofstadter. 
What black what black person <laughs> you know last name is Hofstadter? Hofstadter. Like that's a name that you say and you know immediately if you need to brush your teeth. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> would, would, would you like an Al toy? Would you like what's your name? He. Oh Jesus. Hey. Well, I don't have no eyebrows no more. Thanks for that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like brushing your teeth. It goes for girls too, cause it'll sweat right off <laughs> your face. So, it, so I'm gonna wrap up my last question before I give you to our black actor Peter to hit you with the with the last round of quick hits. What keeps you inspired? <laughs> You look at me like that. Are you the, the hitter guy? Yeah. Oh, That's why I looked at you like yeah. that. No, like, I'm not actually going to hit yeah. you, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's, so, there's so many ways that you can be like discouraged. So what keeps you on a positive tip of pushing? What keeps it, you know, that, that, that little fire lit? Honestly, looking back, looking back, even when I only had one or two things on my resume, just or just my like plays from high school, just looking back and being like, they wanted me, like visiting that moment and being like, okay, you wanted this for a while before it started happening, before you got your play, before you got your first show, before you were an extra, before anything from film got connected to you. You thought about it first and you thought about how much you wanted it and you found out what to do as you went along. So it's like, it's, I think back at those moments. I'm like, I was powerful enough to make these things happen. Mm-hmm. And I should be, you know, gratitude will take you far, far. And I always write down, like, three things I'm grateful for in the morning, three things I'm proud of myself for, and three things I forgive myself for. Mm. I do that every morning at work, my coffee. And I just think about, like, each time I get to the grateful part, I'm like, I'm thinking about my career for the most part because it's like, I'm doing stuff I never thought I could. I, I mean, it was like, okay, yeah, maybe, but I'm going to still go for it, you know? Right. And the more I believe in myself, the more things I book and the bigger they get. So. It's that manifest destiny, that manifest that shit. Just think about, even if you haven't booked anything, just think about something you've overcame or done and use that because you made that happen and you can make this happen too. And also remember that Mark Ruffalo had 600 rejections before he booked once. And yeah. this is Mark Ruffalo. Awesome. Award-winning actor that he persevered through. If you, if you could, if he could go through six hundred rejections, you can, you can go through a few. You goddamn self. Just watched the Netflix movie with him today. It's called Zodiac. If y'all haven't seen it, oh, it's really classic. Good. That is <laughs> classic. It's yes. long as fuck. I'm gonna let y'all know that. I was at work, so let's go. Well, good. Before I get to, like, you just made me think of one other question. I'm sorry. You hit that red carpet, motherfucker. Oh shit. That is every actor's dream, son. Like that's 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 part of it to be interviewed by the motherfuckers, to be on that carpet, to be all dogged up and all that. Tell me about that experience, man. I didn't know so many people had my back. And if it wasn't for the help of so many people, I don't know if I could have made it because it was in such short notice. It was like two days before, and I was like, ah, I don't know what to do. It was in LA, right? Yeah, it was in mm. Los Angeles, and I'm here in New Orleans, and I'm like, okay, how am I gonna get there? I have this much saved. I just spent a whole bunch of money on other actor shit. Like, how am I going to make this work? So I started calling people, trying to get connections out there. Who lives out there? People are like, oh, Nicole lives out there. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And like, oh, Angel lives out there. So I just used my connections and I started going online. And I was like, I think I'm going to ask for help. Like, I wonder, like, if anybody would donate to help me. And I don't know where the idea came from. Like, it, it's beyond me. I still wonder. But I got so much help. So I was like, okay. 
Instagram is cash apping me a lot. A lot of people are reaching out to me and they're telling me they, you know, they had my back from the beginning and they're watching. People I never thought. You never know watching me. Like, I mean, people from when I was a kid, family, people that I never spoke to in elementary school. You never, like, realize how many people you're actually connected with mm -hmm. and people who are watching you right. that you don't really know that well. So I took it to Facebook and made even more. And, like, that plus the savings I had equaled my L.A. trip. Word, word, word. I came back broke and glorious. It felt, <laughs> it like, tell good. me the feeling. You're on the carpet. They're asking questions. I was prepped by my publicist. Oh, publicist bitch. I got a, a publicist <laughs> just for the Five Feet Apart film. Not for good, but yeah. like just for that project in general. So for that day, that, that night, and a few days after with interviews. So he was like, okay, I need you to look at this person. This is the person, you know, who's going to take the best Getty photos. This is the person who you want to talk to. Like, I'm going to make sure this happens. So I'm being coached. So I'm kind of just like, I'm kind of just sitting in the backseat of my own mind watching myself do stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like talk. I'm like, wow, it's all coming out mm -hmm. so smoothly. <laughs> what the hell? I know everything. This, I know how to answer all of these questions. Like this feels amazing. And so like. You've had this daydream previously so many times. That's why your body went on autopilot. I think that's every actor. I was so just important. chilling in the backseat like, well, I ain't got no control now. Boom. We just going to ride with it. <laughs> so by the time I got to in the theater, it all hit me. And I was like. I'm sitting next to Justin Baldoni. Mm. What? Okay, cool. Just watch the movie. And the whole time I'm trying not to mess up my makeup. Because, you know, it's like, it can really, it's a heart gushing movie. There are a lot of funny moments, but it'll get you crying easily. And by the end of it, we went to the after party. It, I just I mean, the whole thing just feels like the most realistic dream I could have. It's like, it just felt so magical and whimsical. But I know it was real. Like, I was there. And yeah. I experienced it. And it's crazy. Like, each time people are like, you on the red carpet? I'm like, oh, yeah, man. I was. And someone asked me for my autograph Boom. on the way out of the after party. And it, it's just like, people wanted me to write down my name for them. That's just crazy. <laughs> but, like, in the whole time in the video, someone taking while I'm signing it. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm rapping New Orleans, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no, it was a lovely movie. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Instead of just saying thank you and like nah, bro, right being myself. Way. I'm looking at this. I still have the video. I'm like, what the fuck? Nah, man. Who is that girl? Who are you? And I got in the, um, the Uber after and I was like, did that just happen? That just happened. And the guy driving the Uber was like, yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, shit. I know who that girl was. That's the girl that don't do more than five takes in her auditions. You're there right. we go. Hell <laughs> 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 dumb. Hit her with it. All right. One liners. So, of course, every single solitary time, we end every interview with uh, a questionnaire that was cultivated by Bernard Pivo, but used pretty, pretty accurately. Um, I'm scared. Pretty, pretty new by uh, James Lipton of Inside the Actor Studio. You ever watched Inside the Actor Studio? No. Okay. Well, I'll <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 have no reference point for you today. Oh, you God damn it. Just, just ride the waves. Just ride the waves. Okay. What is your favorite Don't, part? don't, 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 don't. Let's go. The Let's favorites? Go. Let's go. If anybody knows me, you know that favorites, choosing a favorite for anything is very challenging for me. So thanks a lot. Welcome to the chat. Let's get it. Welcome you, to the chat. What's the question? What's the question? What is the question? your favorite word? My favorite word? Yes. Like. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. I just you're realized good. that today. What is your least favorite word? No, no, no. I want to see. She, 
What was her favorite word? Like, like, like I, don't, I don't know. I don't mean for it to be my favorite, but I don't like choosing favorites. So I'm going to say something that people point out to me. I say a lot. They're like, you sound like a white girl on likes. I'm like, like, look. Like, like, you don't know what my life is. You don't know what I did earlier today. You don't know what I've been through. Like, chill. Like, you know what I'm saying? We'll take it. Five times. We'll take it. I said it once. There you go. What is your least favorite word? Vagina. (laughs) (laughs) Why? It's so awkward. Anybody just be like, ooh, girl, give me that vagina. Like, no one does that. Like, it's awkward when your fucking OBGYN tells you, yeah, well, your vagina. I'm like, look, I have a flower, ma'am. Thank you very much. (laughs) And even when you're dirty talking, you can be like, yeah, whose vagina is it? Whose vagina is it? Whose vagina is it? Yeah, uh, my, my obstetrician, obviously. <laughs> my, yeah, I asked my Filipino friend. I was like, we were learning. I was learning how to say certain things. I was like, how do you say vagina? How do your parents say vagina? Because his parents are in the medical field. It was like he was like, they just say vagina. <laughs> I'm like, in the Philippines, he was like, yeah. Yeah. It's like what? It's just a word. It's my one of those. favorite is yoni. I like the yoni. Yeah, like sans- yoni. It's, it's a Sanskrit word. It feels but so spiritual. Per- personally, I, I'm a fan of that episode of the L word where they just talk about different euphemisms for vagina. And uh, I, 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 uh, along with Yoni is um, the panty hamster. Um, anyway. Huh? Panty hamster. Huh? Panty like, hamster? Or, or the pink velvet sausage wallet. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Can we just keep it old school and say taco or gato? Taco? <laughs> wow. Cat. No. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Vagina's yeah, awkward. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what, <laughs> what is something that you cannot live without? I, oops. Well, maybe I should say it since he came to mind. The love of my life. His name is Zoro. He's four pounds. He's black and white. And oh. he has the cutest nose in the world. It's my dog. I don't know what he's going to do once I die. I think I'm just going to pass out and not wake up. That's what I literally feel like is going to happen. <laughs> It, it, it was a dog. It was, and I was like, that is a very small dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, like, if, when, if I look back on my life um, as an elderly woman and I'm like, I didn't go after my dream. I didn't, like, believe in myself to do what I wanted to do. That would kill me. So I think, like, I feel like I need that because without that, it's like, what, if, what the hell am I doing? I'm just kind of existing, moving through the world, aging. That's gotcha. not cool. What sound or noise do you love? This. <laughs> she is trying to crack her back. I cracked it. You couldn't hear it. If you can hear it as loud as <laughs> then you need to go find somebody. I like this sound. It's just Jesus. so releasing when people like re- like crack their back, especially because it goes up the vertebrae. It's like it's like ah, I don't know. I feel I it for him. Done once on a movie set. I thought he was trying to kill me. What did he do? How did he do it? He he put me on. He put me face down on this table and oh. went literally up. He was a chiropractor, so he uh-huh. literally went up my spine. He pushed, pushed down, up. crunch, crunch, crunch. Yes. I was like, ow, ow. You what need, the hell? Oh, you need me to walk on your back. <laughs> that's what you need. It's like, oh my god, that's that's amazing. I that's like. Lawrence, I walk on my sister and my brother's back, and it does the same thing. That's 
scary. Yeah. Like crash, crash, crash I don't know. Up. I can't walk no more. What the hell? I don't know if it's good for you. I, I, I don't. <laughs> what sound? What sound and noise do you hate? What sound? I hate the like hearing people chew, mm. like. Oh, Jesus. Like just chewing their food and the spit swishing around, like that drives me nuts. It's not the most glamorous thing. It's like, this is my personal favorite because I'm a 12 year old child. What is your favorite curse word? Fuck. There we go. Thank you. Fuck. Six it feels so good to say it. That's my favorite. It literally well, lets out endorphins. You can use it in so many ways. Fuck is the best. Fuck, 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 fuck. Motherfucker. Like, without the fuck. What is this? Isn't she the first guest to say fuck? I think it's the it favorite. Yeah. Yeah, she's the what first. What everybody else say? Bitch. Bitch. Um, bitch gets a lot of love. Oh. Shit. Shit. Yep, yeah. shit gets oh, love. Oh, shit. But no, no. Thank <laughs> you for being a woman after my own heart. And thank you. We're, we're together in the fuckery. Fuck Rick. Fuck that shit. All types of fuck Rick. Now, <laughs> I had to. I had to. Thank I you. literally just listened to y'all. Um, <laughs> what is your hype song to get into a scene or whatever what is your what is your hype song well it changes every few months what's the recent one okay honestly it's not that hype but it gets me hype because of the message ah. it's by banks b-a-n-k-s and the name of it is i think it's fuck with myself <laughs> there we go my more of it Thank you. There you go. And she's like, in the video, she's like, she's doing some really crazy shit to a mannequin of herself. But mm. the song is really uplifting. It's like, I fuck with myself more than anybody else. And it's like, and that's the way it's, it's saying to be. her worth and her love, what her yeah. love is worth. But it's like, it's done in such a cool vibe. So check it out. You're going to feel me. Self-love is a thing, folks. Do that A necessary thing for artists. All day. What? All day. Because these Perfect. casting directors, man. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? I want to be a singer, but I can't sing. <laughs> Help. It's, I, did, I, I, I will put you in touch with somebody that I know. I want to be a track star, but I ain't got no legs. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it feels like. And people be like, you got legs. You could sing. Everybody could sing. Everybody got legs. It's like, bitch, I ain't got no legs. I ain't got no fucking legs. I ain't got no legs. Damn it. <laughs> Y'all going to be some funny old men. <laughs> Funny. Please. I'm gonna be cantankerous. I already know we want to mean. Please old still man. have a podcast when you're old. That'd be cool. Um, what dr- what struggle job have you absolutely despised? The fucking splat ball at the mall. <laughs> what the what? The splat ball at the mall. Okay. What is the splat ball? I was ball? working at the Riverwalk, and they have these little kiosks in the middle of the like mm-hmm. the mall, <laughs> and they sell different things. Well, the thing I was selling my product was splat balls. So it's these little. Rubber balls filled with water that you throw up and then they splat on the ground and they reform into a ball. And so I had to throw them all day. And people were just laughing like, oh, you enjoying them balls? And they're like, you look like, you look like you're having fun. Oh, I wish I had that job. Why are you being lazy? Why aren't you throwing the balls? Or like, throw me one. And then they run off. It's like, it was terrible. And I went from that to my position now where I have benefits and a salary. So I'm better now. Black ball at the mall. What black production or film at any time in any in any time period would you like to be a part of and what part? Holy shit. You take anybody role. Y'all should have prepared me for this one. <laughs> you can take Y'all anybody role. Me a little <laughs> okay, y'all don't laugh at me though, okay? And it's only like 
it's because first of all, I have a problem choosing favorites. Second of all, this was my first monologue. I was too young. I had the wrong guidance. I told y'all I was, I spent a lot of money on the wrong guidance. Um, but yeah, I had a monologue. I was 17, 18 with the monologue for like a 32 year old woman. It's from <laughs> Diary of a Mad Black Woman by Tyler Perry. <laughs> Ooh. And it's when she goes off on Charles after he's in a wheelchair and she finally lets out all her pain from over the years of all the shit he put her through. And she like throws something at him and then she leaves him there and she she's like, I'm gonna leave you here for a few days to think about what you've done. And it was just so dramatic and glorious to me that if I could go back and play that role, just because I was so obsessed with it in the past, I would. So you'll take her role? Yeah. You wouldn't take no assassin role? Mm, you know what? Salt. Salt was good. Ooh, you ooh, that'd be tight. Salt would be dope. Yo. Salt would be dope, but just for nostalgic purposes, I chose that one. But that's, yes, that's, salt. That's one that's part of your childhood. It's just part of me, yeah, yeah. But salt, that's the dream. Okay. Or want it? Angelina and want it? Bad something badass. What actor, living or dead, would you like to work with? Doesn't matter. Will Smith. Mm, Uncle Will. I mean, who who doesn't say that? Do, do people say other people? Because oh, yeah. Will Smith is the shit. I mean, there's I so we, many people though. I think we've gotten a Richard Pryor. Mm-hmm. I think we've gotten a Lena Horne too. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah, those Lance are good. Okay, yeah. man. All right, I see with you, Lena Uncle Lance. Yeah. And this is my personal favorite. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? What is this? <laughs> okay. What is this? What are you setting me up for? Because you don't, you know. What, what, is that is that your answer? Because that would be hilarious. I thought it was your answer. That's why I was joking. I'm like, damn. That's my answer? What is this? <laughs> you had a good 20. You had her little curly headed ass. Bounce up in here. Uh-uh. She don't belong. No. Well, okay. I have like very spiritual beliefs. Not very religious beliefs, but I was raised Catholic, so I can I can play along. Yeah. <laughs> so I really think that he would be like, what? It's <laughs> 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 the same difference. <laughs> that the hell are you doing here, girl? You got a smooth twenty. Get your ass back on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I ain't this for I feel like we both be really surprised. <laughs> we both be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I, the Spider Man. Me pointed the Spider Man. Like, what's going on? What's going on? Really? <laughs> yes, really. And that's the end of the questions, I'm woman. A, I'm gonna be like, that's that's what you look like. It's he like, gonna be like, this where you ended up. <laughs> 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 it's gonna be simple as that. Let's roll one. Yeah. <laughs> God. Come on, you know you got the good shit. You know you made it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's the questions, man. You survived. Ooh, yay. You know Thank I mean? God. Tell the people you have any upcoming projects that you can speak on. Yeah, um, I have a Netflix film coming out. Name of it is Tall Girl. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and I've been auditioning like crazy and working my ass off. So I'm sure I'll have a lot more to, you know, expose. But for now, I'm just doing a lot of career consulting, auditioning. I'm getting my website up. So, you know, people can, like, get things online. I eventually want to do online career counseling sessions. In case, you know, I don't have time to meet up with everyone. Because I have certain time slots I have to fit all the time. So, it would be easier that way. There you go. So, eventually, we'll get a website up. For now, you can get me on Instagram. It's at T-R-I-N-A-L-A-F-A-R-G-U-E. And hear my girl about business. Please, business. business. No more dick pics. No more hi. No more. I, I really respect it that she put up a status recently saying, "Look, bro, don't be in my. I'm not look. I'm not on these social medias for dating purposes. I'm not looking for my next love. 
If you're in my DMs, make it business or fall back. For real, I'm not here to gloat. I'm here to show you guys that I'm doing what I've been wanting to do and that I can help you too. It's all business. It's for casting directors to see I'm somewhat relevant because they judge you off of social media now. Uh, but yeah, all business, please. Namaste. <laughs> Namaste. And keep your and keep your ding-a-ling to yourself, please. Yeah, man. Does that ever work? That's it. I'm not. Sh- I'm I not- I don't want. I don't get it. Now you might have a whole me on a whole another tangent. I don't know what's in these niggas' brains that make them believe that sending their penis. I get a lot of white penis. In any of these niggas, white niggas too. In yeah. y'all brains that yeah. think sending your penis gonna make the girl go. You know what? That penis is so attractive that I think I should talk to this guy. He seems like an upstanding person. The fuck. <laughs> Like, oh, yeah, no pun, no, no pun, no you, pun. You know what we say, if he sends you a dick pic... You gotta send him one back. back. I advise that to all women. If you get sent dick pics, send dick pics back. Nigga don't want to see a dick bag. Let me show you mine. Oh, shit, it's <laughs> bigger than mine. Uh, Just have a standard dick pic on standby to send these niggas, man. Oh, yeah, man. I got to make sure it's my skin tone so I confuse them, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, make it darker. We call it the re-dick challenge, bro, because it's ridiculous they're doing this shit. I got to Google some dicks now. Go Google them. They <laughs> exist. I have some in my library. <laughs> <laughs> it's ready. It's ready to send back. <laughs> so, y'all, we wow. about to get out of here, man. This was Acting Wild Black Take 6. Yeah. It's that actor guy, Martin Bass Bradford. You can find me at Martin Bass Bradford on Facebook, on IMDb. Like I said earlier, Google is very simple. Or hit me up at Mr. Bats on Instagram and all that. Spell it, Mr. Out of here, gonna find me. And you know, let me pass this mic on over because we about to get out here. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, you're here. <laughs> yes, you're, I you're am. You're a person. Yes, I am. Um, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. I am Soulboy30. I need to get back on Tumblr. Like, learn. All y'all gave up on it when the sex guy got going out. I never was on Tumblr, but I just saw this huge contingent of friends of mine online pissed that they took the porn off. Oh, so sad. Is that what Tumblr was for? Yeah. It wasn't for it. It was was for wokeness and and it was for wokeness and naked. I did not know that. Naked wokeness. It's a lot of people got their porn from Tumblr and I didn't even know it was a porn thing on Tumblr. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, I'm sad. I've never experienced it. Yeah, it's over, man. It's apparently a huge thing. Um, You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, (laughs) or Tumblr. I am Soulboy30. Check me out on Snapchat. That is Lweber584 if you still have it. And it's just like, it's me, it's me and Chris. That's the only motherfucker. I keep telling you, Chris is on Instagram now, yo. See, it, no, he's still, he's still on Snapchat. Oh, oh does both? Uh-huh. You talking about our friend actor, Christopher Robinson, I look him up. I just don't want to see, I, I, I told him, I'm going to unfollow you if I see your junk one Chris always time. naked, he's been naked. Talk about modesty. Stop it. <laughs> he's never going to stop. Put it away. Put it away. That's all I need to do. What's Nicole, what are you talking about? You're Put it away. In LA. Collins. Shouts out to Nicole. I figured you yeah. someone Nicole Shout Collins. Shout out to Nicole Collins. Uh, she you the realist. She is someone that helps. She's helped out a few oh, yeah. of my friends at this point whenever they've had to go to LA and needed some place to Shout crash. Shout out to you. You we, feel me? We graduated together from Namaste. Yeah, we did graduate together. Class of 09. Man, she got me uh, my internship back in the day. But man. big ups to Nicole Collins, shit, man. Shit, All shit. love to her for real, for real. Uh, yeah, you can also find me on arrogantobservicerants.blogspot.com where the cat is reading uh, Raising in the Sun by Lorraine Hansberry, but has also got Pose on on the television behind him. Shouts out to Because he has to, he, has to, he, has, he has to catch up on Pose. Yeah, man. That, you know, and I advise everybody to catch up on Pose, including myself. We up out here, y'all. <laughs> Stay off book, folks. Peace. Yeah. Book, folks.